It is remarkably alive, isn't it? Everywhere you direct awareness, you will find life in the body. And if you direct awareness or awaken awareness in what we call the hands, do you find hands? I don't think you do. There's just life. This is the practice of bare attention. Finding contact with life itself. And this body is, in fact, the living earth. The matter in our bodies is borrowed for a time from the planet. Every day we take in water and food and a lot of air. So letting this air, this coming and going of air, become your closest friend of a lifetime. Notice the expansion and contraction of your chest and abdomen. In what we think of as outside, there's the sky. Clouds travel through the sky, airplanes travel through the sky, birds. The mind is the inner sky. And it too has weather, moods, thoughts. Sounds occur in what we like to think of as outside. 
and inside. And so we rest in the mystery of awareness, of mindfulness. Right here at the living moment of now, Each breath is an invitation to being more fully alive. Similarly, each thought, each wandering mind, each moment of emotion, they all invite us to be awake to experience fully, to know what's happening. And we can develop remarkable precision in awareness and concentration using in-breathing and out-breathing to sharpen that capacity.
having the intention to be here, present, attentive, alive. As the next breath, this one, comes into existence. As it rises to fullness, chest and abdomen sensations, as it declines and as it disappears.
you may notice that the mind sometimes wanders off with great intensity even. Sometimes it's gone for quite a while. But then something happens. Something utterly mysterious happens. Awareness winks on, mindfulness emerges. And along with it may come curiosity. What's going on here? This mind that I take to be me is quite unruly. It does whatever it wants. Is it really me? Are these thoughts, are these stories that I tell myself or the mind tells, are they really me or are they really weather? Are they just what's happening? So we're cultivating mindfulness and concentration and curiosity and persistence. We're interesting the mind in something very Simple. Breathing is not cheesier, saltier, faster, or something. It's just this moment breathing. So we interest ourselves in that. And it has a remarkable calming effect. Hmm.
if it's difficult to find the experience of breathing, please remember we have the categories of experience we can observe equally valuably to observe whether there is desire in the mind where the mind is somehow lost in wanting something or if there's aversion the mind is not wanting something wanting something not pushing against reality or if it's restless and agitated and worried noticing that for what it is or if it's sleepy and dull and falling asleep. Sloth and torpor. Or if perhaps it is doubting. I can't do this or I don't know that this works. Is this a waste of time? And sometimes there's emotions. Sometimes there are painful sensations in the body. In all of these circumstances, we can remember that it's possible to put aside the breath Thank you, dear breath, for being such a versatile training object. Now I'm going to turn and put my full attention into the pain in my knee or that anxiety that's come up. Not to think about it, but to abide in it, to allow it to totally become awake and conscious to notice ultimately how it's all fleeting, it's all changing. It is all anicca.
And as we come toward the end of this time of turning inward, feel this mammalian aliveness which you are. One of a kind ever. Imagine that there are billions of galaxies and countless world systems. Most likely millions of civilizations, beings of all kinds. There's never before, nor will there ever be again. You, this constellation of life, And you, like all beings, hold yourself dear. Why not? You might imagine a golden or white light emerging from your heart or from a little being sitting in your heart that's shaped exactly like you. Imagine the archetypal, infinitely loving and compassionate being, the Buddha, Kuan Yin, Mary, Isis, Astarte. Whatever image, whatever face you put on it, and imagine that flowing from that is a profound love for you. warts and all, incompleteness and all, some people visualize easily, others it doesn't happen at all. So we can also simplify to the simple mantra, I love you with your name at the end. And why not take on for this day the attitude of remembering to feel kindly toward yourself, to love yourself in all of your unfinishedness? And imagining that little golden being now swells up until he, she, they fits exactly to your body, every pore, every hair, and that you now become a radiator of love, of compassion, of wisdom to everyone on your screen, to everyone in this little group right now, to your loved ones, to your friends, work colleagues, outwards and outwards to all the neighbors around you. To your beloveds who have passed away, the pets who have graced your life. Let an image of them come to mind or a name. Wish them well. 
to those beings, those people with, towards whom you feel animosity, anger, even hatred, recognizing that they too are just playing their part here on the earth for a little while. <clears throat> the Sufis have a group of practices they call Tasawari and it's a very simple idea, which is that from this moment on, for the rest of the day, whenever you remember, remember that you are the Buddha. You are Kuan Yin. And how is it that Kuan Yin eats her breakfast or drives her car or sets up the next Zoom meeting or does whatever it is that you do all day? Practicing being awake, practicing being the bodhisattva, bringing love with you wherever you go. And please now letting your eyes come open, noticing the intention first and then letting them open and you may discover that there's a screen in front of you and there's people on it. Some of them you may be recognizing really well now. It's true for me. Thank you for joining me here in my backyard, in my tent, and in my consciousness. I have a couple of announcements today. One is that, uh, I have it here in front of me, on Saturday, June the 6th, Love in a Time of Unknowing, Betsy Toll and I are doing a, a morning retreat from nine to one, and it reads like this. Spring this year brought challenges no one saw coming. When COVID-19 arrived, the certainties of life we've long taken for granted disappeared. Days have now have their own unfamiliar quality and more than ever, the future is unknowable. Entering this confusing time can easily result in contraction, a protective response to become more defended. Noticing that we can also see its potential to open the heart and nurture insight. Join Robert Beattie and Betsy Toll for meditation, conversation, and reflection on using these days of late spring and early summer as a time of opening and renewal. So I invite you to join us in that. I looked on the website this morning and I'm, it's not clear to me how to register. So I'm gonna take care of that today. If you get the digest, the information is in the digest. There's also another piece of information, which is ooh, a week from next Monday, which I two, yeah, a week from next Monday, which I think is June 8th. There's going to be a change of address for this meeting. And I'll send you more, there'll be more information, uh, but I'm gonna let you know now in advance. It's part of a security thing we're doing. Uh, so this, particular address you're using to get here today will be non-functional as of that day. Um, Gregory's wife, Betsy, not Betsy, uh, 
<laughs> How silly. Now the mind's going to freak out. Ah, I'm going to forget. Anyway, uh, there will be uh, this, this, <laughs> this Zoom channel will be open for a week with, with uh, in instructions on how to get into the new one. <clears throat> Molly. Molly, thank you. How silly. This is my nose. Um, and then I guess I should mention the, the financial support of PIMC. And, th and a thank you that uh, you've been really generous and we're doing quite well as an organization and uh, who knows how long it will be before we get back into the building. But I, I want to invite you to continue to participate in your, your generous support of this organization and this, the building, uh, which is a portal for so many people in these Zoom meetings, a portal for so many people out of confusion and despair and hopelessness uh, into feeling some sense of direction and love and connection. And I just wanted to show you this if I can, if it will work. I think I, I think this will work, yes, here we are. So here's the website, portlandinsight.org. And I'm not sure that you'll all get this. Some of you may, if you, wrote, if you roll down and you come to donate here, support your Dharma Center, you click here and then it, hopefully, <laughs> there, and then you get to the Donna Bowl and then you can scroll down if you wanted to contribute and link it to this morning meeting, you'd go here and then to donate, click here. Very simple and uh, incredibly helpful. So, and I guess one more thing, just take that, that the practice of generosity is so important. And of course, the most important generous act you make every day is your own meditation. Because then you leave behind you a wake of more awakeness and more lovingness. So I think that's all I have for announcements. Jim, you're, you're still on on Monday nights. Yeah. And do you have Qigong yes. coming up soon? Not until uh, June. Uh, okay. I'm going to change my time from 10 to 9 o'clock, and it'll be the third Saturday in June. Okay, great. So we have some time for what are you discovering? Sharing from the heart, trying not to prepare. That's an interesting one. And seeing when something springs up, it really is like Quaker meeting. When is it that spirit wishes to speak? Though that can put the bar really high, can't it? So instead, what's happening? What are you discovering? Can you hear me? I can hear someone. This is Sarah. It's Sarah. Hello, Sarah. Hello. Um, so I had an interesting situation at my house for the quarantine. Um, my housemate and I had been volunteering at the warming shelter right before 
in March, well, throughout the winter, and uh, right before it closed down, and we had an extra room at the house. So when the warming shelter closed down because of the COVID-19, we actually invited one of the one of the people that we knew from there um, to come stay with us. And uh, it was an interesting experience. It's not something that I will repeat, um, but Sasha left the day before yesterday. And uh, we had a big kind of, yeah, my housemate and I had a little ceremony after Sasha left because Sasha, turned out to be not the greatest person. We gave him a place to stay for two months, but um, it was time for him to go. So we had a cleansing ceremony at the house um, <laughs> where we thanked Sasha for all of the gifts and all of the lessons that he had taught us. And one of the biggest lessons for me, well, well yeah, one of, well, two of the biggest lessons for me, one of them was about compassion and the limits of compassion. And the other was about learning to set appropriate boundaries. <laughs> and so I'm kind of trying to like, compassion for me has always been incredibly easy, almost too easy. And I tend to default there and I'm learning, <laughs> I'm only just learning now that, that about the limits that that can and should have and uh, how to set boundaries with people and actually follow through with them. So if you have any thoughts on, on Compassion and the limits thereof. I would love to hear it. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Funny, I, I, it, answering indirectly. Um, who was it? Gurdjieff had a. Um, a residential retreat center in Paris. And this fellow came along and joined them and uh, was really obnoxious. And the other people in the place finally drove him out. It's like they got rid of him. And, and he showed up again, Gurdjieff had gone and found him. And he was going to, to pay him <laughs> to stay with the community because he pushed everyone's button so much and it could be such a such a, an opportunity for growth. No, I don't know if that's true, but that's an apocryphal story. But it is it is interesting, isn't it? How how much to uh, how how generous we can be and what boundaries to have and and how essential it is to have skillful boundaries. There's actually a um in the in the Brahma Viharas, this might be useful. There's the, the, the abode of the gods, the wholesome emotional states. There's love, compassion, sympathetic joy, and equanimity. And uh, I, Achan Semedo one time defined love as there, there's room for everything. So everything is allowed. So there's, there's love. And then when love encounters suffering, it converts to compassion. And then one might want to act in, in merciful ways to be to, to how can I help with this when love encounters great success and happiness and so on it turns to sympathetic joy the opposite of jealousy which is you get a contact high over someone else's success but then there's there's less emphasis on the equanimity and one of the things that happens for meditators is they become more and more and more compassionate and open and sensitive and then we fry 
So there has to be this other capacity in which one can encounter suffering and realize, I don't have the resources to fix this. Inner resources, financial resources, <laughs> a bedroom, that kind of thing. Um, and in, in the equanimity practice, there's the recognition in a way, this is the way of the world. This is not this is not something I can take on. And so I'm going to relinquish it with great love, but I'm not going to engage with it. And I'm, I'm going to allow this person to have their own karmic destiny. And it's, it's not cold heartedness or hard heartedness. It's really a, an open, generous, soft place, but the recognition that there's nothing that I can do. Hmm. And I'll bet you learned a ton in two months. That was a lot of, uh, a lot. We definitely learned a ton. It was, it was an interesting experience. I, um, Sasha was, I, I think he had narcissistic tendencies. And so in the end, I almost regret <laughs> having offered it to him because I feel like all of our, all of our, um, I don't, I don't know that the, the assistance is going to be of any value to him. So, um, but that's okay. He'll do however, it. <laughs> however, as you put it yourself, his being with you was of a great value to you. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And you got him through the coldest part of the winter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he had health issues and he's alcoholic and stuff like that. So if he'd ended up on the streets, it could have been very, very bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I feel, um, I, I'm not as, I'm not terribly concerned about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh -huh. You mean, you mean you're actually into really taking care of yourself right now? <laughs> yes. <laughs> How wonderful. Almost, almost as if you matter. <laughs> wonderful. Thank you for sharing. Thank you. Hello, Robert. Can you hear me? I can. Hi, still. I noticed um, over this time a little reprieve from my constant doingness. <laughs> from your constant what? Doingness. My uh -huh. business. I see. And um, and I find there's a part of me that wonders. Um, um, well, I'm not. There's a part of me that's reveling and not constantly scheming and doing and planning and packing and unpacking. Uh -huh. And um, and uh, there's also then a little part that thinks, oh no, I'm getting slack. I'm getting, you know, I'm getting too settled in. <laughs> right, right. You, you mean you haven't been up on a glacier in the last four days? <laughs> that's right. That was about or down a wild river or something? <laughs> yeah. And as, as you know, but, um, you know, with this wilderness tourism business that I have, um, two of my trips now might happen because they're with Yukoners and a small uh -huh. group. 
I'm waiting to get word back from the chief medical officer if he's going to approve the operation plan. And uh, there's a little part of me that's almost wishing that they had just been outright cancelled. You know, I, I could have cancelled them, but I'm doing these two for Yukon Parks. Right. Bringing them into the Peel watershed down some of the rivers. So it'd be two two-week-long trips. There's this part, as much as I absolutely love being in those places, and um, there's also part of me wishing that, why didn't they just outright cancel them? I uh -huh. mean, I, we have an economic spinoff for me, but right. now I have to actually gear up and <laughs> possibly get very busy again. I spent days right. writing this operation plan, and I'm already starting to dry food for the trips, and I'm going to have to kick into gear if they're actually happening. And there's this little part of me that's reveling in this mm. lack of doing this <laughs> and the chance to just go with the flow. Mm. So I'm not sure what exactly I'm trying to say, except that I, at times I think, oh, oh no, no, I can't drop that. That's mm -hmm. too much a part of who I am. And uh, mm. then the other part is thinking, yes, I have, I, I want to sink into this silence a bit more. Huh. Anyway, we've talked about these things before. You know my propensities. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's, there is a pull to the inner life that grows. Mm. And, and the, um, the great pleasure that lies inside if we make the time and space for it. And, and uh, I mean, you are the... Uh, the consummate wilderness guide and you've had you have such so much energy and you've given so many people that incredible opportunity to be out there out there uh and it, it seems like what you're describing i think is the is the emerging of the contentment that comes from just being and i don't they're not Which mutually exclusive always, what i've always loved tapping into that Right? Yeah. But then I'll tap into it for a week on a retreat or I'll tap into it for an hour sitting on the side of a mountain. But then I'm off packing, unpacking, right. <laughs> scheming, planning. And I know. <laughs> now I have time for, for a little more of it. So mm -hmm. I am loving that. Wonderful. And thank you for your inspiration on these mornings that I'm able to wake up in time for well it's lovely to see you with with much greater regularity than we've had for a while thanks jill is speaking to us from whitehorse in the yukon i've had uh several retreats cancel the one with you, Jill, and Whitehorse, which would have been next weekend. And then uh, Nelson, which was uh, almost full, 23 people. Uh, Brightonbush has been canceled. Uh, and I have a similar experience, which is, it's disappointing. Um, and it's financially significant. And it's also, it's going to be nice to be here during the harvest season in our garden and to not leave Jennifer for three weeks in July. Um, 
so that it, there's a there's a you know it's always a mixed bag and I, I look into the future i've got a retreat at hollyhock in october and they actually sent out a um a questionnaire of what the presenters uh, what i as a presenter D did I want to do it this year or d d was it my opinion they should close for this year or they're trying to figure out how to proceed would I do it if it was very small and therefore possible to have social distancing and of course the issue for me is will they let me in well because the border is closed right now to anything other than people going home and even though I'm Canadian my home is here so I, I can't I couldn't go and if I could go, I'd have a two-week quarantine period. This is a big thing. It's a big thing, and contrary to some opinions, it's not suddenly going to go away. So we'll keep learning, won't we? Oh, Susanna, hi. I can't hear you. Can you hear me now? I can hear you loud now. Okay. I always forget my earphones don't work on my computer. Um, I, I just remember, I wanted to uh, share something. Um, I was, I remember um, a couple of poems you read a little while ago, maybe last week by Ellen Bass. And um, I looked her up because I wanted to read more about her. And I found out she lives in Santa Cruz. And I have a niece in Santa Cruz. So I wrote my niece and I asked her, um, do you know Ellen Bass, you know? And she said, oh, I do, but I didn't know she lives in Santa Cruz. And then she just wrote me today and said that Ellen Bass is having a workshop with Roxanne McDonald and listen to the title. The Art of the Ode, the Prayer, and savoring, savoring the World as it is. So they're having an online workshop. And so I just wanted to, you know, let you know, because I thought you might be interested. Plus, I think I'm going to see if I might sign up for that. It sounds wonderful. Yay. Yeah, I just wanted to share that. Thank you. You're welcome. Hey, Robert. Good morning. It's Randy. Randy, hello. Hey. And you're in Portland. I am in Portland. Although, <laughs> although this afternoon I'm leaving to go be by myself in the middle of nowhere in the woods in far eastern Oregon by John Day. So good, I need good for you. I'm in the woods. But um, I've been having a, uh, as I've been uh, using this time to be more mindful and meditate, I've been noticing how uh, disquiet I become when I notice uh, people who are not taking the virus seriously and being very uh, aggressive about it, like posting memes that, you know, it's, uh, it's not real, it's a, it's a conspiracy, all these kind of things. And I typically don't like to unfriend people on social media because I'm an adult and I consider them friends in real life, but it really disquiets me and I can feel it. And um, I really don't want to, you know, cut them off, but I'm having a hard time with that. Mm. 
funny. It makes me think of a, a, an odd thought. I haven't. Uh, <laughs> reticent to say it. Um, there's such a split happening in the country. It, it's it's almost like the prelude to a civil war. Spray. It's going right down the middle of families, and it's such a such a cleaving, and 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 there's such support for the madness from the very top. Um, so you know there is the practice of equanimity, and it, I don't read I don't read much of what of that what I think of as uh, conspiracy theories. It's just of not interest, of interest to me. And so uh, one time, a long time ago, I heard Ramdas say something about different spiritual teachers that, that were maybe doing harm and so on. And he said, uh, my relationship to that is I don't have business with them. And so he just didn't, engage with that and that's something that we can do with if there's someone that we want to stay someone in contact with but they have a crazy side or a side we don't want to be involved with then we don't engage with that side i mean i, I have a person or two in my life who would like to engage me in that stuff and i all i always just say you know i i, I don't want to talk about that Because there's no converting. I've done all the I've I've done all the trying I can to be reasonable and so on. But I don't want I don't want to be engaged in the argument. There's something about liking the argument that I don't enjoy at all. So I don't know if that's helpful. But have a wonderful time in the woods. Yeah. Thank you. I will. Yeah. Very. Can let someone know where you're going. I hope. Oh, of course, always. <laughs> okay. Good. Thank you. Robert, it's Joan. Yes. Hello, Joan. Hi. It's interesting, particularly when Jill talked, I realized I don't want this to end. I want to stay in this little cocoon. And yeah. today my husband decided he was going to go back to the grocery store. We've been having delivery. And we're yeah. both of the that we've got to be careful. And I was like, no, 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 no. Just let's stay doing what we're doing. And so it's it's really hard to imagine how we're going to go back and change our lives to make them feel comfortable mm -hmm. but thank you yeah. for this morning this has been wonderful every every day i share that reticence to go back to to to, to driving every day for instance yeah thank you thank you well well looking at the time we have time for one more comment if somebody would like to. Anybody sitting with something? Okay. I hope you have a wonderful day and don't forget the, the practice of going through the world as the Buddha or as Kuan Yin, how would it be to walk to your car knowing that you are the center of the universe and you're radiating love and compassion to all beings? <laughs> so, thanks for being here. I'll plan on being here myself again tomorrow. 
as we say, Buddha willing and the crick don't rise. Now I'm going to unmute and we can sing our little song. Unmute all. All right. Here we go. <clears throat> May all beings be happy. May all beings be happy. May all beings be happy. Goodbye, Jim. Bye-bye. Goodbye, all. Bye, all. Bye, everybody. Bye, Jim. Bye, Sarah. Bye. Thank you, Robert. Thank you. Always. Bye-bye, Allison. Bye, Bye, -bye. Allison. Bye, Bye Dad. Bye. Good morning, Linda. <laughs> all right. Oh, and there's Lorraine. Till soon. Bye-bye.